praise the lord good morning church today we live different from the way that we came in in jesus name amen um also uh, just one other uh point of uh, uh to make note of today i was uh, uh messaging back and forth with egypt yesterday and uh, i i promised them that we we would pray some of you might remember during the the covid when church was not meeting uh we were uh doing a prayer and fasting uh program online um and we were partnering with uh, the El El Dobara church in in Egypt in Cairo Egypt El Dobara church is uh, the largest church in the Middle East and uh, the Lord has used them tremendously in that area and uh, for the first time we were really able to really connect and we prayed together particularly over this this uh, Grand Renaissance dam issue and uh, it was really powerful because you know the Egyptians the Egyptian politicians and the Ethiopian politicians have their own opinion of and and citizens as well I might add uh, on how these things should turn out but it's funny like that's that's all a earthly argument there is another opinion that comes from the spirit of god and the spirit of god brings justice and righteousness and brings true solutions that's not man made and as the church we were able to pray together and take the lord's supper together as the people of god not as egyptians or ethiopians but as the the, the kingdom of god and the family of god amen so it was a, a a really a powerful moment well anyway yesterday i i was uh, texting pastor same who is the pastor of the church there he's really struggling right now with covid and they were telling me that his situation really dropped really uh, really his oxygen levels dropped and he's fighting for his life now they said the next 24 hours is very crucial i told them that <clears throat> your family in Ethiopia will pray because this is a great man of God and he's very very needed for the kingdom particularly in that part of in that part of the world so i i promised that we would pray so that's what we're going to do if you would just join me we believe that the lord would just really touch his body and that there would be a turnaround in his condition amen 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 father as the church we come together in your name father god we sang it this morning we need you now hallelujah father our distance is separated significantly our our, our contact is se- separated significantly but father god you said in your word it is not by might it is not by power but it is by my spirit Father God in Jesus name we just pray as the church that you would stretch forth your hand Father God that you would bring a reversal in this condition Father God that you would touch Pastor Sami right now wherever he is and whatever his situation he may find himself in Father God I pray Father God in Jesus name that there would be such a reversal that he would come out with a testimony Father God and he would come out and finish this race that you have commissioned him to with great glory Father God we pray Father God that the church would be encouraged that the church would be revitalized father god and that the kingdom of god would advance through this testimony father god father god in jesus name we are mindful that we are not praying as servants we are praying as sons
sons and daughters. Therefore, Father God, we thank you that because we are sons and daughters, you hear us. And you hear us every time that we pray, Father God. Father, in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Send forth your healing. Send forth your hand. Father God, we just hold him, hallelujah, in the spirit right now. And say, Pastor Sammy, live, 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 hallelujah. And declare the goodness of the Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father God. These things are done in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much. Um, but uh, this, uh, this week we are launching Prayer Unusual. And um, uh, I'm very excited about this program. If you were uh, here last week, you would have heard uh, the announcement and what we're, we're trying to do, trying to start a, a prayer movement that will be effective, that will really change things, our advantage from other peoples that we have the access to the throne room of God through our prayers. The work is finished. And when we the people of God pray, it's the most powerful force in the universe. Hallelujah. When we connect with our Creator on issues pertaining to the things on earth, things on earth are subject. Amen. We, that was weak people of God. Uh, the things of earth are subject when the people of God pray. Amen. We're much more powerful than we realize. So starting this, uh, this Thursday, February 18th, uh, we, will, um, we will begin this program. I'm very excited for it. I feel even in my spirit that God is doing something. Uh, I think this is more than a date that we just selected. I feel God is driving. This is much bigger than a man. This is big, not much bigger than me. And I believe that the Lord is, is, uh, is really gone, gone before us, uh, before us in this. And I would like to just pick up where I left off last week. If we could go to John chapter six, and verse sixty-three, it says, "The Spirit gives life; the flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of the Spirit and life. The Spirit gives life." The flesh counts for nothing. We talked about this last week, about how we are, uh, we are people of two births, two birth experiences. We are born of flesh and blood, but the minute we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we also become born of spirit. And when, when we become born of spirit, uh, it's a spiritual encounter, but it's difficult to size up what has really transformed in us because it's done in the spirit. All right, uh, our, our natural birth comes with feelers and touchers. We engage with physical things through our physical birth. We don't engage with our spiritual rebirth through physical things. And that's why sometimes it's difficult to comprehend because we are using a different system, a different strategy to engage with our, our new birth experience. The Bible says, if any man is in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. He is new creation material. Uh, new creation material is invisible to the naked eye, but it's there. Amen? We don't see it, feel it, touch it, but it's there. We believe by faith because of, we, we came into this whole program by faith and it is there exclusively by faith. We engage with God's word and we understand by faith that that's, that's who we are. Jesus said, blessed are those, he told Thomas, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. All right. So we don't have to see it 
to know that it's there because we believe that what God has said is true and everybody said amen all right now Galatians chapter 5 verse 16 uh, it says live by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh live by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh our problem is not our spirit our problem is our flesh and flesh is flesh it's, it's just flesh we don't improve on flesh by working on the flesh we don't improve on the flesh by disciplining the flesh we don't make the flesh better by reining it in i mean we can try and we could even be good at it some of us our christian experience has been reduced to disciplining and putting guardrails on our flesh now that's good but that's not the point hallelujah all right and don't for many of us we're just a really polished refined looking box of flesh all right but that's not the point i mean we can discipline the flesh but that's not the point all right the point is to now that we are born again is to engage with this new man with this new part of us new the 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 spirit and as we do so that is how we do not gratify the desires of the flesh we don't improve the flesh or deal with the flesh by working on it but rather by leaving it and attaching to the the spirit are you following what i'm saying Uh, because flesh as good and polished as it is it is still flesh jesus said the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak flesh is flesh flesh is weak Flesh is bent on destruction. It is weak. But the spirit gives life. Hallelujah. And we talked about last week that the difference between the two or, or, or the, the way that we uh, give room for our spirit to rule over, over our flesh, it, it comes down to the use of our time. It requires a time investment, time management. Hallelujah. Investing time in the things of the spirit gives our spirit authority and strength over the things of the flesh. Amen? Praise the Lord. Flesh is still flesh. So as we, as we give ourselves, use our time, and invest in the things of the Spirit, the things we were working so hard to bring in check is no longer an issue for us. In fact, it becomes almost a non-issue because now we have been consumed with the things of the Spirit. Amen? Amen, amen. You were born for Spirit. You were born again for Spirit. And the agenda is a spiritual uh, agenda. Okay, what we have and who we are, it's a powerful, powerful material. It's powerful, uh, powerful things. Um, the Bible tells us, uh, let me just introduce you to who you are. Amen. Uh, when we get born again, um, it's not like a second grade uh, salvation that we have experienced. It is the real thing. Okay, Uh, when Jesus went into the grave, he went into the grave as the son of God. But when he came out of the grave, he came out as the firstborn among many brethren and sistren. So he literally multiplied the game by including all of us who believe in him to bring us to. Now, if we're brethren, that's a powerful thing. If we're if our older brother is the son of God, then we are many sons of God. And daughters of God, sistren. Hmm? Uh, it means that uh, the same access to the Father as the Son has, the brethren also have. 
the same authority that the son has, the brethren also have. We are family. Come on somebody. He is the firstborn among the same anointing. That rested on the firstborn also rests on the brethren. And sistren. Sistren say amen or elelel. We're not dealing with two different people like God is there. He has actually brought us up to the God class. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. So that is our status. That is our standing. It's fixed in the heavenlies. That's who, that's who we are. What a blessing. Hallelujah. And, and I know you don't feel it, but it does not visit you by way of feeling. It visits you by way of promise. Peter tells us that it is through the divine promises that we participate in the divine nature, not by the divine goosebumps. Yeah? So we know these things by way of the promises. And God is not a man that he should lie. Hallelujah. If you have said yes to Jesus, we're dealing with powerful material here. Hmm. Hmm. The Bible says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. The Bible even says that the same power that raised Christ Jesus from the dead is living up there in heaven. No, it doesn't say that. That's a trick statement. Eh? That same power that raised Christ from the dead is living in you. All right. Second Corinthians 13 and verse 5 and 6, it says, Test yourselves to see whether or not you are in the faith. Don't you realize that Christ Jesus himself lives in you? Unless, of course, you fail the test. So the test of faith is to realize that he's living in me. Hallelujah. I'm a chosen generation, royal priesthood, joint heirs with God. Hallelujah. That I am a brethren and a sistren. Same class, same status. Hallelujah. I'm preaching better than you are amening this morning. Hallelujah. This is good amen material. If you don't say amen for this, I get concerned for what you will say amen for. You don't get higher than sonship and daughtership in God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But because we spend morning till evening running after flesh, it seems as if this part of our lives is almost non-existent. That we are in the same fight and struggle as everybody else in this world. That our advantages and our disadvantages are the same. That we go through the same ups and downs as everybody else. And we react the same way as everybody else. Okay, but the truth is that inside there is, there is a divine seed. There is the divine power of God. There is a deposit. You are repositors of the very glory of God itself. Whew. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. But I would like to say that, and as, as wonderful and as, as, as powerful as all this is, um, the, the, the main reason for being the dwelling place of God and the house, the temple of God is, is not just for power. I mean, it's powerful and, and, and God has given us authority and He is blessed. There's blessing that's associated with being sons because this is something that comes by way of inheritance. Uh, I have a father and a mother. And because I have father and mother, and you are not the father, uh, they are not your father and mother, the way I am father and mother, I get some access to things that you don't get access to. I can go to Imman Abba's house if I want to, and I can open the fridge and I can take whatever I want for free. No question. But if you try to do it, they will call the police because you are not a son and daughter. 
but the the thing that gives me that access is the fact that I am a son. Okay, son automatically gives me access and privilege. Come on, somebody. All right. So so these things are all, you know, there's blessing. There's if I need the car, I can get the car. Even if I need money, come on, somebody. There was a time in America when I was trying to rent an apartment and I did not qualify, you know, for the for the uh, they have, you know, qualifications of income and stuff like that. And my income was at such a level. They said, oh, your income is just way too much for us to be considering you. So I was actually rejected from the lowest, well, and it just so happened that Abba flew into town that week and he became my co-signer. And because Abba became my co-signer, his name got me into my house. It's complicated, the American renting system and housing system. Toad, maybe that's not the best example. But the point is that the, the name that I come in, and by way of access, it gives me privilege, it gives me access, a co-signer, come on, so a fridge, a car, but, but and, and it's kind of the same with us in the spirit, because God is our Father. The kitchen, the, the Holy Ghost fridge, come on somebody. The, the, whatever the Father has, you know, what did the prodigal, what did the, the, the father say to the older son in the parable of the prodigal? He said, my son, you are always with me and everything that I have is yours. So, you know, this stuff is not things we need to boast about or fight for. Or it's, it's just, I'm a son, a royalty, everything that's the, you know, come on, relax. It's yours. Don't make a fight about it. Don't run around trying. No. These things are following those who belong to the kingdom. It's just normal. I'm blessed because membership has its privileges. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But the main point of all this salvation and this salvific work is not to bless us with more stuff. And it's not to give us more power. And it's not to increase our capacity to show off what we can do and what we have. The main purpose of this, this ministry that God has given us by way of salvation is for fellowship. Somebody say fellowship. Uh, if you remember the story in the, in the book of Genesis... And you should remember this story if, you're, if you've been coming to church or if you're even halfway saved. Okay? Uh, the Bible says that Adam and Eve sinned. They ate the forbidden fruit. And immediately the Bible says that their eyes were opened and they saw that they were naked. Am I right about it? And they immediately took leaves and began to, to cover themselves and hide. And then the Bible says that they heard the voice of God as he was coming into the garden in the cool of the day. Mm -hmm. Now, when they heard the voice, they went hiding. And then God said these words. How many of you remember this story? When God came into the garden, He didn't say, Adam, where is your blessing? Adam, where is the power that I gave you? Where is the authority that I gave you, Adam? He didn't say that. If you remember, God came and said, Adam, where are you? The separation of sin and the power of sin is that it separates that which was once joined together. Where are you? It was Adam that God was really after. Everything else is just automatic. Everything else it just is part of the plan, part of the territory. Adam, where are It's you that I've lost. It is you that I've missed. It is you that has been separated from the life that we once had. It was Adam that God was really 
after. And even today, hallelujah, it's not your blessing. That comes after. That's all automatic. It is you. It is you. That's why if you draw a straight line from Adam in the garden all the way to Jesus on the cross. Matthew 20, 20, 26 says that Jesus was on the cross and he gave a blast cry and he, and he gave up his spirit. That's a powerful statement. When somebody gives up their spirit, it means that they are no longer alive. The thing that gave life to the flesh was the spirit within it. Adam, uh, Jesus gave up his spirit. That means death occurred. But the difference from the de- of the death of Jesus from all other deaths is that Jesus was the only man who was sinless. Because he was taking the place for every other sinner in the whole world. So Adam see, sinned and through Adam everybody came became sinners. But the price and the penalty that was supposed to come on the sinner came on the sinless one. Hallelujah. On our behalf. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. I'm getting blessed just preaching about the goodness of Jesus. So he cried out and he said it is finished. The other gospel says he said it is finished. The other translation says he gave up his spirit. Death has set in. But immediately after death set in, Jesus said, I'll see you on Sunday. No, he didn't say, I'll see you on Sunday. That's what we reduced our Christian experience to. Disciplining the flesh, fighting the flesh all week long and see you on Sunday. Only to do it again next Sunday and next Sunday. Fighting all week with my flesh, struggling, fighting, rebuking, repenting. And coming on Sunday. Jesus did not die for us to go to church on Sunday. The Bible says as soon as he gave up his spirit. The temple veil. In the temple it tore from top to bottom. That temple veil. It was the veil that separated the holy place. From the most holy place. The most holy place. Was the place where the power and the real presence of God lived. It was the only place in the world where God could live. Because man was sinful and God was not. But now, because the price and the penalty, thank you Jesus, for sin has been paid. That separation, that where are you, is now been prepared by God so that all of us, every single one of us can come into His, His very presence without the fear of death because death has already been committed on our behalf. So, so... You know, the the temple veil tore, meaning that the fellowship, where are you? Now he's waiting for a, here I am. So that we can dwell in his presence. Not just go to church on Sunday. I'm not not making light of Sunday morning service and band. Please don't go away in Jesus' name. But, but it was not just for a weekly service of hallelujah and go home. He tore the veil on our behalf so that we could come in and have fellowship. Fellowship has been restored. Are you following what I'm saying? And and therefore, fellowship is not a once a week occurrence. It's actually, you know, live by the Spirit. And you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. The power of the early church, in the book of Acts, the power of the early church was not their Sunday morning service, a polished program. It was the fact that they would pray daily at the temple, uh, temple courts. The Bible says there was a daily hour of prayer where they would come and pray. And the weight of the church was felt in their prayer 
life, in their prayer experience, they shook things upside down. People started getting Adding, being added to their numbers. They got the attention of the authorities. Things started to check. The early church, the Bible even uses this language. It says that they turned the world upside down. Not because of their fantastic preaching. <laughs> but because when they got into the presence of God, hallelujah, when they began to fellowship, they got the dimension of heaven. The Spirit is our advantage. The Spirit is what gives us the advantage over. It's the next level outside of the realm of the senses. We enter into time eternal. We enter into perspective eternal. And the things of this earth become so minimal, so small. Whatever issue is in this earth becomes small when you view it by the realm of the Spirit. That thing which was concerning you so much before you got in the presence. I don't know if you've experienced this before. But when you pray and when you enter the presence of God, you could go in with a burden. But it's amazing how after you spend time in His presence, the burden lifts. And you actually wonder what happened here. Nothing happened. You just entered into the Spirit. Hallelujah. The Spirit gives you an advantage by way of time. You are released from the present and you go into eternal and eternity. Do you remember the story of Simeon, the old man, when he saw the baby Jesus in Luke chapter 2? He came and held the baby Jesus. And in the present, he's holding the baby. But in the spirit, the Bible says Simeon was moved by the spirit. So he was holding the baby in the present, but he was, his eyes were open to eternity. Hallelujah. He did not see a baby. He rejoiced at the consolation of Israel. He saw the redemption of the world. He was in a different space. He was in a different, in different world. Hallelujah. Big things become small things in His presence. Small things become big things in His presence. Hallelujah. He changes everything when we get His perspective. But had Simeon not been led by the Spirit, he would have said, oh, there goes a the baby. Are you following what I'm saying? You see everything different in the, in the spirit. Are you following what I'm saying? That same spirit lives in you. That same spirit lives in me. We're not reducing this to a Sunday morning experience. We're committing ourselves to prayer unusual. Amen? You, 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 are, you are more than what meets the physical eye. That may be encouraging for some of you, some more than others. Uh, this temple of flesh, it, it, it's a repository of the divine glory of God. That's why we're here. We're here to do some business. We're here to sign some deals with the Lord. Amen? Uh, Paul told Timothy, and he told him that physical training uh, has some value. But godliness has value for all things. Physical training, physical exercise has some value. Uh, but godliness has value for all things. Um, if you understand, if you are, have been an athlete or are an athlete or used to be a fantastic, amazing athlete in your day, <clears throat> You know, it's funny, like you, you, you played in the Kabbalah team, but by the time you get to be a grandfather, you were on the national team somehow. And do you all have like uncles and grandfathers? I have a great uncle who you know, all of a sudden that volleyball went to the national, international something, something. 
That's what happens when you cross 70, you know, the glory. Okay, toad, toad. Okay, um, physical training, it has some value. Godliness has value for all things. Athletes, when you go to the stadium, eh, there's two kinds of people that come to the stadium. Eh? Number one, you have the, the athletes, and number two, you have the fans. Okay, the, uh, the fans and the athletes are both in the same space, but they have come from different places and with different agendas. Okay, the fans, they spend all day in the macchiato uh, uh, cafe, uh, drinking macchiato, waiting for the game to start. Okay, after the game, they go back to macchiato bait. Come on, somebody. Okay, athletes, they don't come from macchiato bait. No, no, no. Uh, they come from the training pitch. <laughs> they come from the training pitch because the agenda that brings them to the stadium is different from the fans. Okay? They did not come to watch the game. That's what the fans came to do, to be entertained. Okay? The athletes, they did not come to be entertained. They came to win. And because the agenda is winning, how you come into the game is very different. They come with preparation. In fact, I did some little study on this. Did you know that, like for example, Premier League athletes, they train every day. They don't train once a week. Okay, they maybe play once a week or twice a week, but they train every single day. Why? Because the agenda is not, not to be entertained. The agenda is to win. So, so they put their body through rigorous training every single day under the guide, guide, guidance of an expert coach who knows everything there is to know about the flesh and discipline that flesh to the point that it will produce a victory at game time. Are you following what I'm saying? After the game is over, they don't go home. The athletes go back to the pitch, the training pitch, because they have to do it. You can't waste time if the agenda is winning. At the end of the season, they will lift the cup and say, yay, that's it. Just one silverware, yay. They will get a medal. Come on, somebody. They'll put it on their neck, then take it off and put it home somewhere in a drawer or maybe hang it on a wall that's it maybe they'll put a picture next to it to just remember the thing it becomes a memory after that but to get that little thing on your wall lord jesus every day this is serious business winning is a serious business that's what it takes to win physical training has some value but godliness 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 has value for all things um, so what we are doing at Beza Church now uh, you are not spectators church maybe you thought you were but God did not call you to be a spectator in this game okay God has called you to win alright and winning does not happen by showing up on game day winning requires a training pitch Winning requires winning requires some discipline. Winning requires some mama mokea. When I, I, I played uh, uh, I played soccer in, in, in college in America and I had grown up here playing soccer here and uh, I went actually you know my story I've, I've said it many times from the pulpit I was never that sharp in school here and I learned the secret if this will not get you into university use this <laughs> hallelujah because I actually actually 
was not accepted because of this. I was accepted. I got a scholarship to play, play, play soccer in America. Hallelujah. Whatever works, baby. Get yourself in there. Hmm? Hallelujah. Hmm. Okay. But here, here's the thing. I, I did not realize, like in Africa, we play just for entertainment. And I mean, it's not like Mamamak and all that stuff is not there. Training pitch is minimal, whatever, whatever. When I got to the U.S. for the first week of training, we're playing soccer. Egerkwas, football. We're playing football. And for the first week, we didn't even see the ball. We ran up these mountains. The Lord Jesus deliver us. Ran down only to run up again. All right. It became a very slippery slope after a while because of people's natural regurgitation of whatever they had consumed previously. Because the the the, the winning is that much serious to the my goodness. Are you following what I'm saying? It does not. Winning is not automatic. It's not a given. It requires some. Are you following what I'm saying? So we're going to training pitch starting this Thursday. Thursday, 4 p.m. Come on, somebody. Uh, training pitch. We're not coming to be entertained. We're not coming to, to, to sh- discipline our flesh. We're coming to engage with our spirit. You are the ministers, the Bible says, Ephesians 4. We are the ones who train and prepare the ministries for works of service. The ministers for works of service. Adelem? So, so, so you are the ministers. You are the ones who's in the game. You are the ones who's going to bring the victory in Jesus' name. So Thursday, starting Thursday, 4 p.m., we're going to start. Uh, and it's not a preaching program. It's a praying program. We're going to enter in beyond the veil and fellowship. Amen. Amen. So you saw the, the schedule up there, 4 p.m. Uh, Amarinya on Thursday, 7 a.m. Friday, Amarinya, 12 p.m., which is already our women's prayer program, Amarinya. So those of you who speak Amarinya, take note of these. English prayer will be uh, at 4 p.m. on Friday. And then you can go pick them up. The timing will work will work comfortably, comfortably for you. But the idea is we're going to sow into our spirit man. Invest in our spirit man. And just stay in the things of the spirit. God will speak. God will do his thing. Uh, um, Saturday, we, we don't have anything up here. But we have a Zoom prayer every uh, Saturday morning at 7 a.m. in, in Amarinya. We also have International Christian Fellowship at 11 a.m. Zoom uh, Zoom call every every Saturday, and Sister Bonnie is in charge of that. And if you have questions to register and be part of that, please ask at the at the registration uh, no, at the connection center in the back. And then our last prayer will be Sunday morning with Amarinya. We will run this program for a month and then evaluate it to see its effectiveness and see what needs to be adjusted. But the idea is is the the form and the can change but the substance will not we will be seeking the the face of god in unusual ways because the level of our challenges are sometimes beyond the reach of human intervention some of us have problems beyond our ability all right and and i believe that god will be raining solutions out of that place our nation as it is now is in a very precarious place right now okay i believe this is honestly what i believe i believe the condition of the nation is a testament to the fellowship of the saints in the nation. It's telling on us on how well our fellowship is, how, how well the church is doing its job. I believe the division that we have in the church, it's a result of, it's testifying to the kind of fellowship that we are engaging with. Because when God puts the church in the city, it's not just to have a program. It's to bring the, the kingdom of God in our city. We are here. God put us here for the sake of the city. We are like the ark of Noah. Come on, somebody. 
that will save people in this city. That the presence and the glory. You see, when Adam sinned, he lost the garden. But when Adam is restored, that means the garden comes back. Our city should look more like a garden. Our nation, our continent looks more like a garden. Our nation and continent has a lot of challenges beyond. And the more I study, the more concerning it gets because the, 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 the twisted, convoluted agendas over this continent, it's beyond human. I mean, it's like it's a hole that where do you start digging out of? Are, are you following what I'm Solution comes out of the house of God. God's formula. God's prescription, God's antidote from the, for the problems in this, in this land, in this earth, is the church of Jesus Christ. The Bible says that a temple was established in the time of Ezekiel. The glory fell on the temple, and after the glory fell on the temple, a river started to flow out of the temple. The river flowed, and it brought life to everything that it touched. The river crashed into the salt sea and made the salt sea fresh. How many of you know that salt water does not turn fresh? Fresh water turns salty. But this river is different. Hallelujah. It is such a powerful river. It is such a glorious river that salt water turns fresh. Hallelujah. Reversal of ordinary things. And I'm believing for what we've been reduced to now is just normal citizens who talk about all the problems. And if you've found yourself doing that in these last few months, it's understandable. But it's not our job. Okay? We, we prophesy, we don't report. We prophesy, thus says the Lord. We catch the wind of the Spirit and we bring it down on the earth. We bring the peace. You know, this, I don't know if you realize we're in very contentious times right now in an election year. Right? This country could go in very many different ways. Many different agendas, very colorful personalities, very, very bitter, long standing history. And here we are, the people of God, planted in the middle of this mess. Not to report what's going on, but to declare, thus says the Lord, to redeem nations in righteousness. So we're going to up the ante with our prayer. And as we do that, God's glory will come on us and a river will come out of the temple. So we've prepared a room here. It's not, uh, we won't be meeting here in this construction site in the first level parking. We have a room that we've, a big spacious room that is dedicated to prayer. Come on somebody. And we're going to have a prayer wall where we write all of our prayer requests on this side and we write the answered prayers on this side. Cross out this one and come on somebody. And we're also going to have another place where we write what the Lord has said. Uh, not only that, we're going, we have already commissioned uh, an archivist. Some of you say, what's an archivist? That's what I said. When I went to school in the UK, and in the school where I, I go to, they have this, this person who's a full-time archivist. An archivist is a person who's dedicated to the archives. All right? And they record all of the history and the major issues of the, the school from its founding. And they, they restore, they, they, they store this in a special place to keep a permanent record of the history of the school. A school. A school. Physical, earthly, education, knowledge, keep that in a box somewhere for whatever purpose. And I said, no, we need a spiritual archivist that records from the day we started praying what kind of miracles took place, what kind of agendas were canceled, what kind of demonic activities were hijacked in the kingdom of God. We'll write everything down as evidence of, of the development of our prayer. We'll have permanent record. This permanent record. It's going to be powerful because it will be a, a, an encouragement for our faith to say, oh, look what we did. Did we do that? Yes, we did. You know, most of the prayer we pray and we forget. 
and we move on and we don't even give opportunity to praise God and take, give acknowledgement to God for what he has done. So this will be an encouragement for us, number one. Number two, it's going to be a, a, a point of education for other churches. If you start praying like this, this is what can happen in your city. Come on, somebody. Amen, amen. And, and thirdly, archivist is important because future generations, the Lord tarry. Our children's children's children will look back and say, they started praying here and look what happened here. And they'll be able to take that as an education. You talk about first, first degree Bible school. Pray and look what happens. And they will have resources that they will be able to utilize to change future generations, future cities, future nations, future people, future populations. Praise the Lord. Uh, so, so I want to encourage all of you, let's, let's do our part. I'll expect to see as many of you there as possible. We made the times in such a way that if you need to, you can come before work. Or if you need to come after work, we've kind of arranged it like that. We're going to evaluate to see the effectiveness of it. And uh, after that, if we need to make adjustments, we will. Because this is we can change it to, to make it, it fit and make it work. But the point is we're going to go back to, to prayer. We're going to discover the power that has been made available to us. And we're going to step into that place of fellowship in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen, amen. Are we in agreement? So I am the I am the I am the, the the coach the manager you are the players I didn't bring my whistle but the whistle Peet! training pitch Thursday everybody Peet! I have given the orders as Peet! I am not the minister you are the minister Peet! I am not the, the the athlete you are the athletes all of you have the spirit of God in you if you believe in Jesus all of you and now we're going to give that spirit of God room to do its job and I'm expecting God to move in a mighty mighty way. Amen. Mark my words. Redeeming nations in righteousness. Easy. If we engage with our spirit. Bringing the mountains down and lifting the valleys. Easy. If we engage with our spirit. The power that is in us is not a small power. And God has placed us as a medicine. As an answer. As a solution. For this continent in Jesus name. Amen. Hey, this is just a reminder. Have you subscribed to our Telegram channel? Not only will you find important announcements, but also access to our daily devotionals, family devotionals, and much, much more. We also want to take this moment to thank you for your generosity and faithfulness throughout the years. Not only is your giving a fragrant and acceptable offering before God, but Paul in 2 Corinthians 9.12 describes it as an expression of ministry. And it is that very ministry that allows us to continue to put our hands to the plow together in the work of reaching people with the message of God's grace and love. You can give through four different avenues. You can stop by your nearest commercial bank or Braham Bank and deposit your offering into the account number on the screen. You can also take advantage of either bank's mobile banking apps. For those of you who have international major credit cards or debit cards, you can give online on our website, bezachurch.org. And you can always stop by our accounting office on the PK Building 5th floor, and they will be happy to serve you there. In this extraordinary and unusual season, we appreciate you going out of your way to give. Thank you. God bless you. Bemecharasham, and negar lastausachu. Yebeza telegram channel and join yadurgu. በቴሌግራም የቤተክርስቲያን ማስተዋቂያ ብቻ ሳይሆን የለታዊ የእግዚአብሔር ቃል ጥናት የቤተሰብ ጥናት እና ሌሎች አጫጭር ነገሮችን ያገኛሉ። በዚህ መንፈሳዊ ህይወቱን በመመገብ ይጥቁ። 
በመጨረሻ ለእግዚአብሔር በታማኝነት እንደቃሉ አስራትና መባቹን የፍቅር ስጦታችን ስለምትሰጡ እግዚአብሔር ይባርካችሁ ለእግዚአብሔር የምትሰጡት ስጦታችሁ በእግዚአብሔር ዘንድ እንደ መልካም ማዓዛ እንደሆነ ቃሉ ያስተምረናል ይብቻ ሳይሆን ሁለተኛ ቆሮንጦስ ምዕራፍ 9 ቁጥር 12 ላይ እንደሚያስተምረን ለእግዚአብሔር የምናቀርበው አገልግሎታችንም ጭምር ነው ይሄው አገልግሎታችሁ በእግዚአብሔር ያገልግሉት እርሻ ላይ አብልጠን እንድንዘረጋ ሰዎችንም በእግዚአብሔር የጸቃቃል እንድንدرس የሚያደርገን አብረን የምንጠመድበት ያገልግሉት እድል ነው ስትሰጡ ባራት መንገድ መስጠት ይችላልላችሁ አንደኛ በቅርባችሁ ወደሚገኝ የኢትዮጵያ ንግድ ባንክ ወይም ብርሃን ባንክ በመሄድ ሁለተኛ በተለይም በዚህ እንግዳ ጊዜ በስልካችሁ በሚገኝ ሞባይል ባንኪንግ አፕ እንድትጠቀሙ አብልጠንን መከራለን ከኢትዮጵያ ውጪ ላላችሁ ወገኖቻችን ደግሞ በሜጀር ክሬዲት ካርድ ወይም ዴቢት ካርድ በመጠቀም bezachurch.org ድረገጽ ላይ በመሄድ መስጠት ይችላልላችሁ በመጨረሻም በቲኬ ኢንተርናሽናል ህንፃ አምስተኛ ፎቅ ላይ በሚገኘው የቤዛ ሂሳብ ክፍል በመሄድ ለተሰጡት ይችላልላችሁ በዚህ ባልተለመደ እንግዳ በሚመስል ጊዜ ሁሉን አልፋችሁ ለእግዚአብሔር ሥራ ከሌላው ጊዜ አብልጣችሁ ስለተዘረጋችሁ እግዚአብሔር ይባርካችሁ እንወዳችኋለን እግዚአብሔር ይጣበቃችሁ ፍቱንም ያብራላችሁ